Hi everyone, it's Gina and Earth, and you're listening to Unpacked Global Citizens. Every episode, we'll explore the topics of home, community, language, and belonging. Our guests are people like you, who are global citizens from all walks of life, who will take you through their ups and downs and lessons learned. We hope to share with you practical advice and personal insights on what it means to be uprooted and how to make the most of it. So whether you've just settled into your new home, about to make a big move, or thinking of a change, this one's for you. On today's episode, we have Bunny with us. Or if you're speaking to her in Thai, you would be calling her Muk. Bunny is half Thai, half French, and has lived most of her life in Thailand. And I really loved how she opened up and shared her experiences and hardships, actually, about being different in the traditional Thai school system. And you know her from back in school, don't you, Earth? Yes, we were classmates for a few years during middle school. You know, even though we were in the same class for a few years, I actually did not know or was aware of a lot of the things she has shared with us today. So. Really appreciate her opening up and sharing her vulnerable and valuable lessons. Absolutely. I also love how she told us about an international community she found within her university, where she could connect with other people similar to herself, and that feeling of belonging really boosted her motivation and also her performance in school. Mm-hmm. And now Vani is back in France with her husband, where she is, I guess, trying to build a home away from home. In the same childhood home she grew up in until she was five years old and came back every year for a few years, back to you know where it all started in France. But through her stories, you will hear why she still finds Thailand and Bangkok to be home. That's funny because you have a French name and a Thai nickname, and I have a a Thai name and a English nickname. Well, so what's your Thai name? Sasiton. Sasiton. Oh, yes. Very Thai. <laughs> yeah, very Thai. <laughs> Muk is very Thai as well. Yeah, but your name is Gina. Yeah, nickname. exactly. Your, your my nickname yeah. is Gina. Everyone calls me Gina, even okay. my parents. So I've never called. Ever, I think, by my real name, Sasiton. Yeah, but on your passport, it says exactly. Okay. Yes, it's only on my passport and all official documents. But mm-hmm. in real life, I'm Gina. <laughs> yeah, you're Gina. Yeah, I like the name Gina. And what do you identify more with? Do you have a name that you think you identify more with? Is it Vani or? Um, I feel yeah. weird if Thai people call me Vani, and I feel weird if. International friends call me Muk. Really? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's almost like having two identities. Yeah, two identities. <laughs> <laughs> But do you feel different as a Muk versus a Vani? Do I feel different? Do I feel different in what way? Like my personality? <laughs> yeah. Do yeah, I have like a person, a different personality? Mm, I think I do. I get that. I do. I do have a different personality. Like I think I'm the same. Muk, 
yeah, Mook would be very aggressive because usually <laughs> when people call me Mook, I would be in tight yeah. society. <laughs> and my confidence and came off aggressive, you know. Mm. But Vinny, Vinny is a normal Vinny. Okay. <laughs> but it's like the opposite for me because a lot of people tell me here when they listen to me speak Thai, they're like, wow, you're so polite and calm and respectful. Oh. <laughs> but when you speak English, you're so much more energetic and fun and. Yeah. For me, it's the opposite. For me, it's the opposite. Ah, I don't know why. Yeah, that's very interesting because I've only known you as Mo. Yeah, and now you're you're getting to know the other side of you. (laughs) Not really, but you have always been someone I see super confident. Overconfident, right? Well, not over. I would say, but like very confident. You know, very out there, and you know, I have a lot of friends. Yeah. Maybe in Thai society, but I'm not like that in the French society. Mm. That's so interesting. Mm. How do you guys know each other? Or where do you guys know each other from, actually? High school. No, actually. Earth told me a couple of days ago that we actually went to the same, what do you call, preschool? Yeah, like elementary school. Only for one year because I moved during grade six, but we were not in the same class. Yeah, we were not on the same class. That's why I could not really remember you, but I knew I've seen you somewhere. And then in high school, you were there only for three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like great. What, seven to nine? Yeah. Seven to nine, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Vani, you also went abroad, right, to study? Yeah, I did twice. Oh, okay. Where did you go? So the first time was during my senior year. I was in Oklahoma. For one year. And then the second time was during university. I went to Hawaii for seven months. And there were you Mook or were you Vani? <laughs> In Oklahoma, I would say Oklahoma. At first, I was very quiet because it's a new environment. It's the first time I was away from my parents. Mm-hmm. First time being abroad alone. I was confident, but not as confident as American people. Because you know how Americans mm, yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> so everything was new for me. So I was like a mook, let's say. Oklahoma was mook. But then Hawaii, I went with my sister. So I was being myself. <laughs> I was being half veni, half mook. Mm. Oh, I love that. The looking in you. Yeah, the looking in me. <laughs> Do you think it was also because your sister was there that you could be the real you? The real me? Yeah, we actually have done everything with my sister except for Oklahoma. My sister went to Texas. It was the first time we got separated. We went to the same high school, the same university, same action students program. We graduated at the same time because I was waiting for her to graduate at the same time. Yeah. So. People thought that we were twins. And, <laughs> and that's is... why I feel myself. Feel uh, like yeah? Myself, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Is she younger than you then? Yeah, like 18 year? months apart. Okay, wow, yeah. Yeah. Super so younger, nice. yes. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. So you mentioned earlier on that, you know, people kind of view the mook side of you as a bit aggressive because you're confident. Do you think that confidence is because you're not, like, that you're half Thai and half French? 
and so it's the international side of you you know you're yeah french upbringing yeah i'm not sure if it's the international side of me or it's just my personality like i'm like that as an individual you know i cannot tell Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i wouldn't be able to tell but my parents always encourage me to say whatever i wanted to say Mm. yeah so i don't know if real thai like authentic thai parents would encourage their kids to do so in high school i remember we were not encouraged to ask questions or to talk back or to talk back to the teachers or even to disrespect the teacher but you know during my time in high school i felt like if the teacher do not respect me then that's what they get you know for me i'm like a boomerang if you don't respect yeah. me i don't respect you that's how mm-hmm. it works in real yeah. life like in society but of course it was too aggressive for thai high school really so what were your experiences there i mean i don't know and i'm asking because i went i mean i had the opposite right i went to an international school and there we were encouraged to raise our hands up all the time question ask questions if there's something you didn't understand there's something that you want to say speak up and so that for me is completely different what you've experienced in thai high school yeah well i feel like it would make more sense you know international school that's how it's supposed to be but most of my experience in thai high school i don't know i feel like i was bullied by thai teachers simply because i was being myself and i was different and i did not follow everything the teachers asked me to do for example the teacher asked me to dye my hair black because What? i had a dark brown hair and it was against the school policy to have dark i mean it's your natural hair color yeah. or yeah yeah, yeah dark okay. brown but it was different so i didn't do it i didn't do it i thought it was stupid but then it started there you know Mm-hmm. A lot of things, actually. I don't know if we have time to talk about all the things. Yeah, I think we have time. Some okay. time for a few stories. Yeah. So I keep going. For example, my sister, like a teacher, actually came up to my sister and pulled her eyelashes because the teacher thought that my sister was wearing fake lashes. Oh my! They goodness. were too long to be real compared to other Thai students. Wow! Like no one Absurd. does that. Yeah. Yeah. No one does that. I asked questions in a math class because I did not understand. And you know how most high students they go to special class after the real classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like tutorial well, school. Yeah, tutorial school on the schools. weekends. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I did not do that. I never liked school, anyways. This school in particular. So I asked the teacher. You know, but the teacher thought that I was messing with him. He asked me, "How come you're the only one asking questions?" How come you are the only one who don't understand? He thought I was doing it on purpose. No, that's horrible. Yeah, Earth, you also went to a Thai high school, right? I mean, maybe mm-hmm. you same were same school. I was same school, also yeah. high school, yeah. right? But Earth, did you have like also the same experience? I mean, I know you went abroad to Texas for a year, right? Mm-hmm. You were back for a year. How old mm-hmm. were you then? I left when I was 15, so I came back when I was 16. Right, so mm-hmm. I resonate with what Mook has shared as well. For me, I think before I went abroad, I was molded as part of the Thai society, so you know, was shy, didn't ask a lot of questions. 
just agreed or went with whatever was asked or was expected of us. But after spending a year in the U.S., right, understanding what kind of freedom or the ability mm-hmm. to choose and then to do what you liked or what you were interested in, yeah. coming back was quite difficult. Because I felt really restrained. Mm-hmm. Like there were a lot of rules, a lot of orders. You couldn't really choose what you wanted to do or, you know, to express yourself. So I definitely resonate a lot with what Mook has shared. And I can only imagine that it was harder for her because she had a different cultural upbringing at home yeah. that, that gave her, you know, this confidence or courage to Mm -hmm. speak up and then to ask questions early on which was not seen as a good thing yeah in high school system Uh, yeah and i mean also i mean she's half thai half french there was nothing you could do about your hair color right or your sister's long lashes that's so crazy so do you get i mean when people see you and you didn't say anything to them yet in you know in a shop ordering food do they speak to you in another language or can they tell that you're thai um i usually say hi to everyone <laughs> before they even talk <laughs> to me you know like when i go to a shop and stuff i say so what always ah. so they would know why, that why do you I, do that you oh, because to... in in france i feel like everyone says that Everyone mm, says bonjour. It's like a gesture. Yeah, yeah. You live in Paris now, Earth. Did you right, notice right. No. that? Yes, yes, exactly. But in Thailand, it's not so common not to say hi right away. Mm. Well, I don't know if it's common. I used to work at a bakery shop, and most of the clients would wait for the staff to say hi to greet them first. Mm, right. Yeah, but. I don't know. I just saw what Dika, everyone, I just say hi to everyone. So I don't have that problem. But they do tell me that I don't speak. I have an accent when I speak Thai. And really? I get, yeah, and I get offended. I get offended <laughs> because I consider myself as Thai. How come mm-hmm. I have an accent? I've yeah, lived here I much my whole life. And I feel like they just <laughs> say that because of my physical appearance. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. You know? Definitely. Because if we only hear your voice speaking Thai, I, for one, would not be able to tell. Right? You Thank half, you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you went to Thai school and everything as well. Because yeah. I only asked because, I mean, I get asked sometimes when I was living back in Thailand, then I went to a shop or something, and I'd speak Thai to them and order in Thai, and they'd be like, oh, wow, your Thai is so good. I'm surprised you can speak Thai. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. I mean, born and raised in Thailand in Chiang Mai until 18. So yeah, I kind of hope my Thai is good enough to (laughs) get around. And yeah, it's like my mother tongue. So yeah. Gina, I've never seen you in person. Do you look more Thai or more European? I think, well, to me, how I view myself, I feel like I look more Thai than European. But I think when I'm back in Thailand, they see you don't that look Thai either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they automatically just know either that I'm half or yeah, yeah, they don't think that I'm Thai. So that's why I think they're a bit surprised that I can speak Thai. Same for me. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Maybe you know, can you walk us through a bit your journey growing up in France and Thailand? Understand that it's quite a lot of 
boomerang back and forth. Mm, okay. Yeah, where so, were you born, and you know where did you grow up? Okay, so I was born in France, grew up in Thailand, and then recently moved to France at the age of 30 years old. So only a few months ago, I've lived in four places: France, which is Bangkok. No, no, France, Thailand, Oklahoma, and Hawaii. Yeah. To put them in order, I've lived in France for five years, from the day I was born to five years old. Then moved to Thailand after, and pretty much lived in Thailand my whole life after. I did an exchange student for a year, as mentioned, in Oklahoma. Graduated there, and then back to Thailand, and then went back to Hawaii to study for seven months. And then back to Thailand and just moved to France. I don't know if you're following; it's confusing, but pretty yeah. much four places. <laughs> I see. And interesting, I think you mentioned at some point that when you were born and you were raised in France and here you were five years old, right? And when you moved to Thailand, then you did not actually speak Thai. Yeah, right? at the very beginning. So what was that like? And actually, you said Thai is your first language, but actually. The yeah, very actually, native one is French, right? <laughs> I know. I just like yeah. considering myself as Thai, so you know, I mm-hmm. I give like, like <laughs> the wrong information sometimes. Yeah, if you you're very detailed, Earth. If you look that way, yes, French is my first language. Mm. But I feel like it doesn't count the first five years of your life. Mm-hmm. I don't I know. Mean, I'm too young to remember. Do you dream in Thai or French? Oh, it depends. Oh yeah. Sometimes in Thai, sometimes in French, even in English. Does sometimes. it change based on where you are or who you're no, with? No, 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 not at all. I feel like it's so random. I wouldn't be able to tell. Do you feel equally fluent in the three languages? I feel like I speak most fluent. Most fluent, I would say Thai to speak, mm-hmm. and then French, and then English. But then I feel like my written would be English because I did learn how to write in English and Thai. It's hard. I did not really, you know, I stopped learning Thai at the age of twelve and at the age of seventeen. Mm-hmm. So we did not get to learn any official languages and all that. And you know how Thai it is. It's hard yeah. when it comes so to office, yeah official language. Because of that, I feel like it would be easier to write an email or a letter in English. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And in in French, I write broken French because I've never gone to a French high school or school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm able to read. Yeah, yeah. Did you teach yourself to write French based on no. you know reading? My mom, my oh. mom actually. My mom is Thai, but. She's fluent in French. She Amazing. writes and she speaks like a French person. She did literature in French at Silapacon University. Oh wow! Yeah, and then she lived in France for seven years before having me. Wow! Yeah. Amazing. So she was the one teaching me French. That's great. I mean, just to have that at home, just teaching you, and your it's your Thai mom teaching you French. That's so great. Yeah, that's because my mom <laughs> wanted me to, when we moved to Thailand, she didn't want me to forget. Mm, and my dad yeah. was still working from f- different countries, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm. So he didn't have much time to teach me French. He did speak to me in French, but how to write and how to read, 
I have to give the credit to my mom. Amazing. And at your family dinner, what languages do you speak? Oh, French, always. Because, ah, okay. yeah, always. Also French. in Thailand? In Thailand, if my dad is not at the table, it would be in mm-hmm. Thai. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if my dad is at the table, it would always be in French. Yeah, it makes mm-hmm. sense. Then every, because everyone speaks French, right? So Yeah. What about you, Gina? Which part of Switzerland are you from? So my father is from the German-speaking part. Oh, okay. Switzerland, but actually, we never spoke Swiss German at home growing up because when they sent me to the international school, it was really early on. So I went to an English-speaking preschool and international school from K to 12. So yeah, when they enrolled me, the teachers told them that since my mother was already speaking to me in Thai, I won't learn English properly if my father also spoke to me in another language. So he always spoke to me then in English. Okay, so mm-hmm. do you speak German? Yeah, but a lot of it is, I guess, self-taught. I mean, I, they've sent me to German courses a few times as well. But I mean, in Switzerland, we also don't speak German-German. We speak Swiss-German. So when I moved here, I had to learn to speak Swiss German, which is the dialect here. And so, yeah, I learned that mostly from my friends here when I was 18. Oh, mm-hmm. so now you're fluent in both languages. Well, I wouldn't say so. I definitely feel like my best language is English. It's the language I'm most comfortable in. And I've forgotten so much of my Thai since I have lived here for so long, unfortunately. But yeah, so definitely would say that my Swiss German is now better than my Thai, probably. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you yeah. just learn at the age of 18. Uh-huh. Okay, that's good. It's out of practice, I guess, your Thai. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't been back in Thailand for so long. So I hope that once I'm back for a while, it doesn't get so rusty anymore. My mother, I had her on a call recently and... She was like, wow, you forgot so much of your Thai. And I was like, yeah, horrible. No, you can always talk to me in Thai. Yes. If you, if you wanted to practice. <laughs> yes, perfect. Yeah. And even with Earth, we talk a mix, which is interesting, right? I mean, the mm. both of us speak Thai, but we also speak a mix of English and Thai. Mm, yeah, I guess when I'm around you, I think in both languages, and I think mix is most natural. Yeah, same for me. If we um, talk about food, then it's in Thai. Yeah. <laughs> if we talk about projects, it's in English. Yeah, the more professional context. <laughs> but Vani, you said that you moved back to France at the age of 30. Is that like a massive culture shock for you? Culture shock? No, because I've always come here at least two or three times a year. Ever since I moved to Thailand at the age of five, my mom wanted me to... Still see my French family, my grandparents who both lived here. So is it a culture shock? It's not a culture shock, but I feel frustrated with certain things. (laughs) With certain things. Like a lot of things. What kind of example can I give you? Okay, just simple ones. Dentist appointment. I've always knew that it takes a very long time to get a doctor appointment or dentist appointment. You have to wait at least 
three months to get an appointment. And you know, coming from Bangkok, when you can just go whenever you want to, it's hard for me. Also for restaurants and pharmacies, when they close from 12 to 2, I feel like I'm always hungry at any time of the day. But again, restaurants here are expensive. Yeah. And you can't just go there every day, like getting food from the street in Bangkok. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have friends who tell me, do you know, why do you like to go out and eat so often? I mean, it's true. And I think it's a bad habit of mine that I kind of acquired growing up in Thailand, where, you know, after school, we would just stop by somewhere by the side of the street and get delicious food for cheap. I feel like it's everything is more convenient in Bangkok or in Thailand. You're from Chiang Mai and it's convenient mm -hmm. there as well. Everything is just convenient in Thailand. If you don't want to iron today, you call someone, they will pick up, <laughs> they will come to your condo for sheep, you know, and they will mm -hmm, do everything mm -hmm. for you. Ever since I've moved here, I have to be like a housewife a bit because okay. I am, yeah, I am currently pregnant and I'm not oh, working. Congratulations. So. Yes, Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Six months. So I have to take care of the laundry and I've never really ironed in my life. <laughs> because it. it's just so, yeah, it's just so easy to hire someone in Bangkok. Cooking, I'm not a big chef, you know. I can't just, like I like cooking Thai food, but then the ingredients, it's hard for me to find because yeah. I live in a small town, a small town. It would be a different experience if I lived in Paris, I think. Mm -hmm. But also the ingredients that you need to make like an authentic Thai yeah. dish, you need a lot of different things. I mean, I don't think you Thai do. cuisine is per se a complicated cuisine, right? Like that it's not like rocket science, but you just need so many ingredients. I know you need the right ingredients yeah. to make it, to make it authentic. You know, even mm -hmm. if you switch the type of chili pepper, yeah, the taste mm -hmm. change. Like, and we're spoiled. Yeah. We know how it should taste like, and I that's know. what we want and miss, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I try to go to different Thai restaurants around here, and I'm sorry to me that's not authentic Thai food. Yeah. No, it's either like Vietnamese people trying to cook Thai food or Laos. Laos people. I'm sorry, I'm not being mean or anything, but it's the yeah. truth. Yeah. And I feel like they shouldn't put up the sign saying that they serve Thai food because oh, to sure. me, that is not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you and I, when I visited you in Paris, we mm. were looking at different Thai restaurants to yeah. go to and we went to one ourselves and we were slightly disappointed weren't we mm, a bit yeah but we were being thai so when they asked we said it was great <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a really bad habit of mine i do that here too yeah but uh -huh. i have found two good thai restaurants in paris now so next time you guys come yes we'll, we'll go but what's the name Thai. of the restaurant? One is called Ayotthaya. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then the other one is called Tuk Tuk. Tuk Tuk. Nice. Yeah. Try Rak Thai. I really like it. Ah, okay. Okay. Their song Tam is so good. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Now I no, want some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can all go sometimes. Yes. And Benny, what do you miss the most, do you think, about Thailand, about Bangkok, other than the food? 
or just having things so easily accessible? Honestly, it's the food and the convenience mm-hmm. and the toilets. Really? Yeah. <laughs> the toilets. The toilets? Toilets. Yeah. I don't know how it is in Switzerland. You can tell me after. But in France, it's so hard to find a decent and clean toilet. Really? Yeah. If you go to a gas station and stuff, they have toilets. But it's not that clean. And it's not at every gas station. Also at the department store or when you walk around town, they do have public toilets. But you have to pay. And some are very, very dirty. I'm sorry if you compare the quality of toilets in Thailand and in France. <laughs> I can tell you that in Thailand we are much more clean and advanced. Yeah, I mean here it's similar as well in terms of mostly you need to pay, but then typically it's also clean. So that's a bit better. And I haven't been back in Thailand for so long that I don't remember how the toilets are back home. It's clean. I can confirm. <laughs> it's nice and clean and easy to find. You you can just go to any building and you can be sure that they have public toilets available. Or even if you don't work in that building, sometimes you can mm-hmm. just access without problems. But here, I feel like they lock the toilet sometimes and keep yeah. it just to themselves. For staff, it's not yeah. yeah for staff. It's not for the clients. But then again, we are here spending money. Hello, Mm -hmm. can you open the toilets for me? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I miss that about Thailand. I'm sorry, but this is daily life, you know. I don't know, when you go to McDonald's, do they give you unlimited ketchup in Switzerland? No. Or in Paris? When I first moved over here, I also was like, what is this? Because you could just get as much ketchup as you wanted in Thailand. It would be chili sauce and ketchup on your table. And multiple ones. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you have to pump it, but sometimes they give you like a, help me out, what do you call song? a song? A sachet? Yeah, but in France, they only give you one. And you pay it. for it here, by the way. In Switzerland, you pay for ketchup or any sauce, even one sachet. It's not included. You just get fries if you order fries. I don't get that. I don't get it. <laughs> but pe- but me, people pay, it's... right? That's yeah, why I guess they can do it because people are not used to getting it for free. I know, but we are used to getting it for free. <laughs> also, when it comes to ice, ice in water or in soda. Yeah. Here they don't I put love ice. ice. Yeah. And uh, it's just the little things, you know, little things. Mm-hmm. For me, I think it was more when I first moved here, everything is closed on Sunday. And coming oh, from yeah. Chiang Mai, everything is open every day. There is no day of rest for anyone, especially when you're consuming, right? And you're you want to go and spend money. I know. So that was really, yeah, that was so weird to have to plan to go buy groceries and ahead of time because tomorrow is Sunday or something like yeah. that. I totally feel you on that mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So you were saying that after 17, you never really studied in Thai anymore. Yeah. What did you do then? So I went to Oklahoma. That's when I went to Oklahoma and started mm-hmm. learning English. Mm-hmm. Because if you know Thai school system, it's not that easy to learn English and to be fluent. Just mm-hmm. going to Thai high school, you know, you need yeah. to do a lot of tutoring and stuff to be good at it. 
So that's when I started learning English. And then after, mm-hmm. I got accepted at Mahidun University International College. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and after that, it's in English, like international. And did you feel like it was, you know, another Thai university? So the system was still like the same school system that you oh, had gone? Totally different. Really? Yeah, it's totally different. I was surrounded by a lot of other kids who are like me, half Thai, half something else, and a lot of foreigners. So I feel like I blend in, although they were not half French, but the fact Mm -hmm. that they were half something, it's just easier for me to blend in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you say that was the point where you felt like you most belonged somewhere? Yeah, I would say I enjoyed going to school, going to classes, and mm-hmm. I did really good in school. Before that, I never did good in school. <laughs> never. But the fact that I have like an encouraging environment for me to learn to be myself and not being, you know, judged by stupid stuff, I feel like I can concentrate it more on school projects and stuff yeah because Mm -hmm. in high school in Thai high school I waste a lot of my energy fighting with teachers Mm. Mm -hmm. what about friends that you've made do you have really close friends back from the Thai school times or mainly then from university I do have groups of Thai friends from Thai high school that we are still in touch would I say they are as close as university friends? It's different, you know, it's different. They are all good friends. It's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Different how. <laughs> <laughs> different how. The way we talk, the way we initiate conversation, the topic we talk to, how we see things, the perspective mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, it's different. But I like both. Like I don't have problems with Thai friends. I have problems with Thai teachers. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 More basically the system, right? The system, yeah. Mm -hmm. I was going to say that Mook is being very humble and probably won't mention this, but she graduated first class honors from university. (laughs) Wow. And hearing her story (laughs) just just make me reflect a bit of how, you know, the question you asked, you know, about this is where Mook or Venue felt belong the most. And mm-hmm. actually made a huge difference in how in she did in school, yeah. right? Yeah. And, exactly. and that just everything. thinks about what about, you know, other people out there who may still be in the middle, you know, being in transition and have not felt yet belonged and how that can affect so much. It just intrigued me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right, Earth, because I never liked school for anyone who's listening and felt like they are stuck where they don't belong to, all I can tell them is just be themselves and don't care about what others have to say. You know, if they can't accept that, then that's their problem. I'm sorry, but you can't sacrifice the way you are just to make other people happy and you become unhappy. That's not how it's supposed to be. They are being themselves. Why can't you be yourself? Yeah. Yeah, that's really important. And Earth, what about you? When did you feel like you were most comfortable? Did you have a time that you could pinpoint? Interesting question. 
I think growing up, I was pretty comfortable in the Thai school, you know, because that I identify as Thai, grew up as Thai, so I did not have that challenge. And I think it was more when I went to the U.S. for the first time, coming back, that I felt a bit in between. And then going to UWC, United World College, again for two years. I think that's where I felt like I belong because it's a place where, you know, there were. 200 of us from over 80 different countries. So it's a place that being different or being from somewhere else was the norm and mm-hmm. was celebrated. And so I think that's where I, you know, felt like I belong. But there were also a lot of adjustments to do to make in that kind of environment. Mm. Yeah, and then I think from then on, it's been a series of transitions. And yeah, but I mean, you also went back to Thailand to live and work there. For a mm-hmm. while, right? How mm-hmm. was that? I felt like part of me belong. I could fit in because I grew up there for a large part of my childhood, and I knew how the system works, how to be polite and obedient, and all of that. But part of me also felt very restricted to be in that kind of environment. Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like I could fit in, but I was not fully myself. Or could not express my whole range of person or personality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good segue of question for Mook is, you know, when you think about these different places or belonging, when you think of home, what is the definition of home for you? The definition of home for me, home is where I am in my comfort zone. Home is where I don't have to try hard to live a daily life or to adapt to a new environment. To me, Bangkok is home. You know, home is where food is available 24-7, as we talked about, where you get food delivered for sheep, where everything is easy. That's home for me. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I like that, right? Because we hear a lot sort of home is sort of where your heart is or where the people are. But I think the way you put it is like in your comfort zone where you don't have to try hard or to change Mm -hmm. or to be someone Mm -hmm. else, right? You're really yourself and your comfort. Yeah, I don't even know what it means. Home is where your heart is. It sounds cheesy, but in real life, I (laughs) I just don't get it. (laughs) I don't know. I mean... Right now, you moved to France, right? Mm. And I guess you're trying to make a home there for yourself and your family. Yeah, so I tried. How do you feel about that? I mean, is there something specific that you know you feel like, oh, I need, or I need it to be? I don't know. Is there something specific that you felt like, oh, I need to furnish it like this, or I don't know, buy a crook, or you know? to have in my home so I feel a little bit more at home more, more at comfortable home. yeah yeah okay I get your question so the home I am actually in France it's not completely new it's actually a childhood home for me it's where my family would take me two or three times a year to visit my French family but it was never a home it's more of a vacation home you know not mm-hmm. a permanent mm-hmm. one of course, I try to bring everything, like try to cook Thai food, try to still keep in touch with my Thai friends or my friends in Thailand, try to order shop online on Thai website or Thai mm-hmm. Instagram. 
Yeah, just to make <laughs> me feel like I'm not too far from home. I don't think that I can be a hundred percent French just because I am now in France. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. if yeah. you don't serve me Thai food at least three times a week, oh, we have a problem. <laughs> I'm the same. I can't eat bread for more than once or twice a week. I know. I know. I, I, I don't. Just can't. Yeah, it's rice. For me, it's rice. Rice is life. Yeah, because, you know, when I tell people I'm half French and stuff, and when we go to restaurant, I actually don't drink any alcohol. And they're like, oh, you don't drink wine? You're not French then. I'm like, yeah, I guess I am not French. <laughs> I am <laughs> I am Thai, but you know how the stereotype works. Yeah, no, but Asians for, can't drink. <laughs> yeah, for me, that's the case. But to answer your question, how do I make my new home as home is to bring food. That's the number one thing that can make me feel more like home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I totally understand. When I first left Thailand and moved here to Switzerland, my mother gave me a mini rice cooker. She's like, here, here you are. You're well equipped. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. <laughs> it's a lifesaver. But it's, you know, it was nice because in a way she was actually giving me something comforting mm-hmm. from home yeah. or the home that I had known mm-hmm. to help me kind of settle in and create a new home for myself. Right. So I totally understand. Yeah. I also gravitate toward Thai food when I feel sad or I'm feeling down. You know, I feel like, okay, let's treat it's myself. Comforting. Let's get some good Thai food. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When we get together, my sister, or also with Earth, it's like, oh, let's have Thai food. And it's always feast. a feast. <laughs> <laughs> and as you think through all about your experiences, Mo, what are some of the advice that you would give to someone? who maybe is still, you know, transitioning and looking for a new place to make it home? A new place to make it home. I feel like it depends from one person to another. It also depends on their current situation. Are they single? Are they married? Are they about to have a child? (laughs) If they're about to have a baby and they are married, it's not just their decision anymore. I would say if that's the case, then think twice. You know, I hesitated a lot before moving here. I even did a SWOT analysis, pros and cons on each country. And yeah, I'm such a nerd. Pros and cons on each country. And then my husband and I agreed that we will give ourselves a year. And if we don't like it, then we move back to Thailand. But honestly, it's not that simple. It's not that simple. It doesn't seem that easy to move back to Thailand now because he found a very good and well-paying job, you know, and for the sake of his career path, I can't just move back and forth whenever I feel like. So if you have a family, then think twice before moving. But if you are single, young, wild and free, then go for it. (laughs) Yeah. It's always nice to have a new experience and it's easier when you're single. If you don't like it, you just move back. At (laughs) least try. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I love that. Just at least try, right? It's always Mm -hmm. worth a try. I know. Otherwise, you would always have a what if, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And for your child, have you already thought about, you know, what language would you speak to him or her at home? Is it going to be different 
you know, with you and your husband or the grandparents? My intention is to teach her Thai. It's a baby girl. She needs to be able to speak Thai. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she lives in France. So that will come automatically, mm-hmm. I think. I hope. <laughs> but my, I didn't mention my husband actually lived in Thailand for eight years. And he speaks, he writes, and he reads Thai as well. So um, it won't be a problem in our family if I only speak Thai to my children because he understands Thai. It's not like we are gossiping him or anything, you know, he understands <laughs> everything. Yeah. So he can teach your daughter Thai, like the way I, your Thai mom taught you French, you know, French know. dad teaches Thai. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because I was thinking about that last night. You know, if I have to go, if I have to go back and teach someone Thai grammar, I'm actually not that good at that. I have to revise a lot because it comes so naturally to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When something comes naturally, you don't think. For example, yeah. Gina, I bet you don't think about grammar when you talk in English. No, it comes exactly. naturally. Yeah, it comes mm-hmm. naturally for you. And for my husband, he actually has had to struggled a lot and learn very hard to be able all to the rules. To, yeah, all the rules. And he actually better. He's better than me in that area. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. I would say that my boyfriend is also better at English grammar than I am, because I mean, I don't know. Right? Why is it? I couldn't explain to you why is it that way mm-hmm. versus another way of saying it. I just know that's the right way to yeah. say it. <laughs> I understand. Is your boyfriend German? Swiss German? Yeah, he's Swiss German. Oh, he's Swiss German. Okay. Yeah, it's nice. Are you dating anyone, Earth? No. No. <laughs> well, we don't put this heart in. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we will. <laughs> it's a good advertisement for you. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> On podcast globally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, love it. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, thanks so much, Muk or Fanny. I don't know. I'm sorry. Both. Either one. Both. Either one. It's okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was such a good talk. I really enjoyed. Learning from you and also sharing our stories that we have. I mean, in certain ways, we have so many things that are similar. Yeah, being half I have something, but also really different experiences as well. I know, same, same, but different, as they say on Tao San Yes, all the shirts. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. No, but thank you for having me, both of you. Thank you. Oh, it's our pleasure. And like Gina said, I've also have learned a lot. And I think it's also incredible how we have been classmates for a few years. But actually, you know, I did not know some yeah. of the things you have shared today or, or lessons learned or things you had to adapt or struggle with. Yeah, I usually keep it to myself. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for opening up and sharing. Yeah. You know, it's helped us to be more aware. And I'm sure other people listening out there will find it very helpful. Yes. Thank you, guys. I will go cook dinner now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You too. Have a lovely evening and a weekend. Lovely weekend. Thank you. You too. Pareillement. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Speak soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Unpacked Global Citizens with your hosts, Earth and Gina. We're so happy to have you in our community. 
If you enjoyed this, share it with your friends. Want to share your experiences with us or wish we would ask a particular question? Find us on Instagram and Twitter at unpacked.globalcitizens.com.